Well, we began really the last Sunday of, of, of 2019 kind of introducing you to this topic, uh, and it's preparing for future things. Everyone say future things. How many of you know God has a plan for your life? How many of you know He has a future and a destiny for all of us? Uh, listen, you don't rock, paper, scissors and get into the will of God. You've got to prepare for future things. You can miss God's best for your life. How many of you can look back on your life and you say, there were times in my life when I know I was out of sync, out of direction, uh, undone, and not walking in God's plan and purpose for my life? Am, am I the only one? Uh, and so, so thank goodness that we have the capacity to plug into His purpose and plan. And we've been looking at Isaiah 42 and 43. But I want you to also turn there, but turn to Daniel chapter 1. Because as we said last uh, week uh, and many times before, uh, this, this Isaiah prophecy was prophesied to the children of Israel, who, by the way, had been in Babylonian captivity for 70 years. How many of you know that's a long time to be in jail? That's a long time to be under the governance of false gods. Uh, and so uh, the, the prophetic word of the Lord came to them and comes to us through Isaiah about deliverance and destiny and purpose. Uh, and we, when you read through this, you'll discover that God's mercy and grace was so at work with them. Uh, and they didn't do any much right uh, in their Babylonian captivity, what got them there was that they were doing things wrong, walking in disobedience. But God shows up because he has a plan and begins to prophesy that there's a new day coming. In fact, uh, he says in Isaiah 42, 9, he said, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare before they spring forth. Somebody say spring forth. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. So he said, I'm going to tell you some things that are about to spring forth. Let me tell you something. Let me stop right now. God wants to speak to us about our future. God wants to give us revelation and wisdom and insight. Beverly and I, over the years, when we had big question marks in our life, God shows up when you seek him. The Bible says if you seek him, you'll find him. If you call unto him, he'll answer you and show you great and mighty things. And we've seen God speak to us and direct our paths over and over again again. He's told us things that before they take place, we see what God's saying and lo and behold, our future unfolds and you go, that's just what God told us. Have you ever experienced that before in your life? Then if you move over to Isaiah 43, he hits it again. Isaiah 43, the more well-known verses, uh, verse 18, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. See, he said that in the other chapter. He said the old has, the past is the past. Everybody say the past is the past. Tell somebody, look at somebody. If there's nobody close to you, just look, look, uh, look up or around or somewhere and say, the past is the past. Don't remember the former things nor consider the things of old. In other words, don't just sit around thinking about the good old days. He said, behold, I will do a new thing. There it is. There it is again. Somebody say new thing. He said, now it shall spring forth. Say, spring forth. And then he asked the question that we talked about, shall you not know it? So uh, in other words, God has a future and a destiny for all of us. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you've been in Babylonian captivity or if you've been here, there, or everywhere. God has a new thing for us. We've just got to position ourselves, and that's what this series is all about. We've been talking about focus factors for our future. Uh, and I mentioned last week that I Googled that. I forgot what that is. Focus factors appeal. 
that you take. It's some kind of, it's supposed to help you focus better. I've never taken it, but there's extra strength. How many of you could use some extra strength focus factor? <laughs> Amen. And as I joked last week, Beverly, she really didn't ask me this, but I thought it was funny. Uh, do they come in gallon containers? We, we need a lot of that focus factor. In fact, the more, the older you get, uh, the more focus we all need. But from a spiritual standpoint, all of us need to be able to focus on our future. And so we're, we're looking at that word, uh, and especially in this hour of 20, we just moved into 2020, a new year, a new decade. Uh, and so we're looking at the word focus, F-O-S. So here we go, focus. Did I spell it right? F-O-C-U-S. Last week, we talked about the, the letter F, uh, part of our focus factor is faith for our future. And if you missed last week, let me just say, uh, OMG, go back to, get on the website, I, I th- no, get on our Facebook page, go back and, and listen to this message because it's, it's, it's hyper importante, there's one little Spanish word, it's mega important for us to move into our destiny with great faith. In fact, uh, that's what God is doing with his children of Israel in Babylonian captivity. If you read it through that lens, uh, he knows they've been hanging around in Babylon for 70 years. Uh, and uh, a lot of people had been born into Babylon, Babylonian captivity. And faith, I just got a feeling, was at an all-time low. However, we'll see in just a few moments... Not everybody in Babylon was were experiencing an all-time low in their faith. We're going to look at Daniel. And how many of you remember his compadres' names? Daniel and his compadres, they were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we're going to look at them and kind of parallel them with this message today. So we looked at faith for the future, and today the letter O is obedience for today. Everyone say obedience for today. Listen, to get into your destiny that God has for you, to move into God's plan, to begin to get some clarity of focus for your future, you got to begin obeying Him today. And so the problem of the children of Israel, if you look in Isaiah 42, verse 23, He says this, Who among you will give ear to this? In other words, who's going to listen? Who will listen and hear for the time to come? Man, that is huge. He said, who's going to put their ear to hear what God is going to, is saying to them about their future? And then he says, who gave Jacob for plunder and Israel for the robbers? Was it not the Lord? He said, uh, he, uh, he against whom we have sinned for they would not walk in his ways, nor were they obedient to his law. Therefore he has poured out uh, on him the fury of his anger. And so uh, here we see that's the problem with the children of Israel in Babylonian captivity. They were not listening. They were not walking in the ways of God. And they were uh, not uh, covertly, but they were overtly disobedient to the word and the will and the ways of God. And so we need to embrace that thought. And now let me give you two thoughts about the, about this whole thing. Intentional disobedience. Everyone say intentional. Intentional disobedience will derail our destiny and frustrate our future every time. 
Intentional disobedience will derail our destiny and frustrate our future every time. Now, conversely, intentional obedience, that's where we're going this morning, will bring deliverance and open doors of opportunity that lead us into our future with great clarity and prosperity. Could we read this together? Because this is big. Are you ready to read it out loud? I'm I'm resisting making you stand up because I'm already seated myself, but I want us all to read this out loud and read it with great uh, fervor. Here we go. Intentional. Here we go. Intentional disobedience will derail. Oh, I messed you up. I went back. Here we go. I got to move down. Here we go. Intentional obedience. Everybody together? Intentional obedience will bring deliverance and open doors of opportunity that lead us into our future with great clarity and prosperity. How many of you know that'll work every time? Just like intentional disobedience derails our destiny and frustrates our future, conversely, intentional obedience to God's purpose and plan brings deliverance and open doors. How many of you can use some open doors into your future? Open doors of opportunity. The reason I say opportunity is every open door requires us to walk through that door. Open doors of opportunity that leads us into our future with great clarity. He's saying, hey, I'm going to tell you some things if you'll listen up. And number two, if you'll obey me, you'll be able to experience that. Now, let me give you a phenom verse. You ready for a phenom verse? It's from Isaiah. It's Isaiah. I got one, Jim, my elder. He's required to care about it. Here we go. You see, when I ask questions, I really want answers, okay? Here we go. How many of you are ready for a phenom verse? Amen. Here it is. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. Now, listen carefully. If you're willing and what? Obedient, you will eat the good of the land. There you go. How many of you know that's prosperity? You'll be blessed. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. Now, that's no, there's nothing more clearer than that. If you walk in intentional obedience to God's will and plan for your life, there's blessing that comes upon us, the blessing of obedience. How many of you parents uh, bless your children when they obey you? How many of you parents don't bless your children when they disobey you? And they ever disobeyed you and you come on, that's okay, give me a hug. No, they come under the, 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 the consternation of their parents when they directly and intentionally disobey. Let me just ask you this. Have anybody here ever intentionally disobeyed your parents? Okay, Carmen, raise your hand. I know you can't, you're good, but you got to raise your hand. Everybody has intentionally at some point disobeyed their parents. How many of you have ever intentionally disobeyed the law? If you've sped, you well, sometimes my speeding is unintentional. But it's still disobedience. And when you think about God, the principle is the same. Now, when you have time, and you have time, go to Deuteronomy 28. And read the entire chapter. It's a long list of the blessings of obedience. And then you'll get all fired up and you go, whoo, man, I love it. But then he shifts gears. He said, but let me tell you what happens if you disobey. 
There's a consequence for disobedience. And there's a benefit for obedience. And so that's why today the letter O in focus uh, for our future is obedience. We've got to begin to develop some intentional obedience to the will and the way of God in our life. And let me just tell you something. Father always knows best. When he speaks the command of God, the directive of God over your life, when he begins to unlock future things and you look at it and you go, I don't know about that. You can trust him that he has your best intentions in mind. When God created you, he wanted to bless you and to lead you into the promised land of your destiny. All God's people who want to enter into the promised land say amen. I'm not talking about heaven right now, but hey, everybody wants to go to heaven, but not right now, correct? But he's got promises for us today. And so with that in mind this morning, I want to talk to you about focusing on living a lifestyle of intentional obedience to the will and the way of the Lord. We're going to focus on intentional obedience, and uh, and we're going to go to Isaiah 42 and 43, and then we're going to go over to Daniel back and forth. So if you're in Daniel, in fact, I'm going to get over to Daniel right now and get ready because I'll be going back and forth uh, from uh, Isaiah to Daniel. And you say again, if you weren't listening, why are we going to Daniel? Because Daniel lived in Babylonian captivity. But if you look at the life of Daniel, man, he's a great read, by the way. And, and especially think about this. We're talking about focus for the future. Daniel lived his life in such a way that he saw things before they happened. What did Isaiah say about us and about the children of Israel? I'm about to do a new thing. Somebody say new thing. If you appreciate a new thing coming in your life, give God a big fist bump. New thing, boom, new thing, bump, new thing, bump, new thing. God's going to do a new thing. Uh, it'll spring forth, and he'll begin to show you things about your future before they spring forth. He's going to tell us about them. So here we go. I'm going to give you seven thoughts from Isaiah 42 and 43, as well as in Daniel, uh, that are really directives of obedience from this passage of Scripture, things that we certainly have to uh, be intentional about if we're going to move into the destiny of God and walk through the doors of opportunity uh, and, and, and see God's plan unfold in our life and, and also experience the blessings of obedience. Here they go. The first one is this. I think it's first for a reason. And here it is. Focusing on living a lifestyle of intentional obedience requires us all to listen up. Everyone say, listen up. You see, if God's going to direct you, you've got to listen up. And if you look in Isaiah 42 again, verse 9, he said, The former things have come to pass, new things I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. And, and, and so he said, I'm going to tell you something, but if you're not listening, it doesn't matter what he's saying. If we're not listening, if we're not tuning our ears to hear what he has to say to us. In fact, here's how he describes his children of Israel as deaf and blind. Look in verse 18. He's not talking about the really deaf and the really blind. He's saying, hear you deaf and look you blind that you may see. Who is blind? Verse 18 of chapter 42. Who is blind but my servant or deaf as my messenger whom I send? Who is blind as he who is perfect and blind as the Lord's servant? Verse 20, seeing many things, but you do not observe. 
opening the ears, but you do not hear. And so what got them there in Babylonian captivity was their lack of a desire to hear what God had to say, His directive over their life. And listen carefully to me today. If you and I are going to move into the destiny of God and keep moving forward and rather than find ourselves in the midst of Babylonian captivity or whatever Alonian captivity you find yourself in, we got to listen up. Now, I mentioned Deuteronomy 28. I want to read the first verse. Here it says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Tell somebody around you there's nothing wrong with God's mouth. There's nothing wrong with God's mouth. He's still speaking today. And so for us to be intentional, listen, if you're going to be intentional in your obedience to God, you and I have to position ourselves in a place where we hear the voice of the Lord God speak to us. And He speaks to us through many different ways. He speaks to us, of course, through the Word of God and the preaching of the Word of God. He speaks to us through our inner spirit saying, this is the way, go ye in a... in it. He speaks to us through prophets and prophecy and the proclamation of the gospel, but we got to be listening and tuning our ear to hear what God says. Now, the good news is the Bible says his sheep hear his voice. All God's sheep say, Amen. I didn't say Hallelujah, but I got a Hallelujah over there. Now, if you go to Daniel, you'll begin to see these guys were in tune with the voice of God. And you know the story. How, In fact, there was a new image in town that everybody's supposed to bow to. And Daniel and his compadre, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, we're not bowing, we only bow to God. And so they went about to kill all the, all, all the Babylonian wise men, and there's Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were involved, in, and, and they says they were young men of wisdom and insight, and, and uh, so their days were numbered according to the edict. And Daniel goes before the king, and he says, you know, I, I would, because how many of you know, uh, everybody can interpret something one way or the other. Uh, the king had a dream, Nebuchadnezzar dream, and he didn't say, here's my dream, tell me what it means. He told all his wise men, hey, I had a dream, tell me the dream, and then tell me what it means. How many of you know that's pushing the envelope a little bit? But Daniel said, I'm going to go to God. Look what he said. Now, I'm telling you, these guys were in tune, even in the middle of Babylonian captivity. Look what it says here in Daniel 1, verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to, that's their name before they were given Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his companions, that they might seek mercies from God of heaven concerning this secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven and he began to bless the Lord. So what happened when they began? They sought the Lord and they listened to the Spirit of God speak to them.
them. Listen to me carefully. Your future, 2020 future and beyond, requires all of us to have a greater keenness to the voice of God speaking to us. And He will speak to us. The Bible uh, teaches us that very clearly. In fact, you fold over into the New Testament and you'll find out that the Spirit of God gives us gifts. And most every one of them requires a sensitivity to the Spirit of God and a sensitivity to the directive of God in our life. Are you with me saying that? So as we move into our future and as we move, if you want to move from even intentional disobedience to, or even unintentional disobedience, you got to move into intentional obedience with God and begin to listen to what He has to say to you. Everybody say, listen up. When you hear and listen and obey, guess what? The favor of God, the blessing of God begins to be released in your life. So everyone listen up. Everybody say, listen up. Now, the second uh, uh, obedience directive that you've got to be intentional about is not only listen up, and we've talked about this. You go back to Isaiah 42. Not only listen up, but sing out. Everybody say, sing out. He tells them, he said, I'm going to do something new. Uh, uh, and I'm telling you, he's, here's all these people in Babylon captivity. The past is the past. Hang on now. I'm going to tell you some things about your future. Before that happens, they're going to spring forth. I'm going to tell you about them. And then the next verse. So sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise from the ends of the earth. And he begins to talk about praise and worship. And so he, it's a directive. Listen, if you want to engage the Lord in a place of sensitivity in the spirit to hear what he has to say and begin to move yourself forward, how many of you know singing out is we go back to that faith message. It's an act of faith in our life. Here's these children of Israel in Babylonian captivity. I'm about to stand up and really preach here in a minute. They're in Babylonian captivity. They've been there for 70 years and the prophet it comes along and says, man, things are about to change. Think people are coming out of the prison. The, those that are blind are going to begin to see. I'm going to move you out of this town. Ta- it's going to be reunion time with family and friends from all over. You're going to get to go back home. But here, let me just tell you what you need to begin to do right now. Just start singing a new song to the Lord. How many of you know many of them have probably sung an old song? And it wasn't to the Lord. How many of you uh, have caught, got caught up in your uh, Babylonian world, your, your self-seeking, self-serving world and singing the wrong kind of song in your life? You sing a song of defeat, a song of fear, a song of doubt, a song of depression, a song of uh, somebody done me wrong song. Come on now. And it's time. Listen. Come on now, if you want to move to another level of obedience to God and move out of wherever you are and move into the destiny that it has for you, you got to quit singing those old songs and get a hold of the new song of faith that God has for your life. Could I get a better amen? So you got to listen up. you got to sing out. I love what Daniel did when, when he got into the presence of the Lord. And he entered into the... Pre- and this is an interesting thing because we don't really know when the word of the Lord came to him about this vision, that Nebuchadnezzar, this dream Nebuchadnezzar had. He just, he just goes to prayer. Here's the pro- Watch the process. He goes to prayer. 
And it says, verse 19, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. There you go. And Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And Daniel answered and said, so here he gets the word of the Lord and he starts praising God. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Verse 20, for his wisdom and might are his, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm thinking the letter C next Sunday. Might be the word change. How many of you want something to change? You've got to change some things. Man, y'all better get back here next week. And if you know somebody that needs some things to change, you better get them back here next week. Because if they don't, if they don't change some things, nothing will ever change. But God says he'll change the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives, it's what Daniel's saying to God. He, he's declaring all that God is. He, he removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. Whoo. And he knows what is in the darkness and light dwells in him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. And then he goes to the king and he tells him, verse 28, But there is a God in heaven who reveals secret things. How did that happen? And he just began to put himself at a place of listening. He just began to seal the deal with praise and worship to God. So listen, you need to understand about praise and worship. It, it, it's more powerful than you ever know. It's more life-changing tra- than you ever know. It's all for His glory. But let me tell you something. When we move into that season, we just say, I'm coming out of this season of bondage, and I'm going to sing a new song. I'm going to put, a, put on a garment of praise for the Spirit of heaviness. I'm not going to sing that old song anymore. I'm trusting God for a new day, a new way, and change. Changes in the times and seasons in my life, and I praise him for who he is. I praise him for what he has done. I praise him for what he is doing. I praise him for what he's going to do. I'm singing a new song to the Lord. Give somebody a high five. Say, that's good preaching right there. And so we've got to, we're moving ourselves to a place of intentional obedience and we've got to intentionally listen up, intentionally sing out. And then number three, intentionally choose to fear not. Everybody say, fear not. Oh, what are we going to do? Uh, I don't know about the future. Somebody say, fear not. That's, he's telling them all about it. If you go back to Isaiah, I'm back over there, Isaiah 43. He begins with this fear not. He says, I'm who I am. I created you. I formed you, 43.1. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by, the, by your name. You are mine. He goes over to verse 5, fear not. How many of you know when God repeats himself, he's trying to get your attention? And this is a directive. This is not a suggestion. This is a, this is the command of God. This is something we must obey. We must obey the word of the Lord by listening to what he has to say. We've got to obey the word of the Lord that says sing a new song and, and change the spiritual atmosphere of your life and, and, and your surroundings where God can begin to change some things. And then number three, I'm going to stand and I'm not going to fear. I'm not fearing the future just because I don't know the future. I trust God. He created me. He made me. He's got a plan for my life. And it's not a bad plan. It's a good plan to bring me out of this and into that. Fear not. Tell somebody around you, fear not. Come on, say it with Pentecostal fervor. Fear not. 
Amen. That gets us moving towards a lifestyle of intentional obedience. And then number four, which really gets important here, not only fear not, but there's a directive to speak out. Everyone say speak out. Look what he says in Isaiah 43, 9 through 13. Let all the nations be gathered together. He said, I'm drawing everybody together. It's homecoming time. I'm drawing the nations together. Let them be assembled who among them can declare this and show us former things. Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, it is truth. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant who I am chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God form. Now, what is a witness? A witness is someone uh, who uh, is to testify to the truth. That's what he says. Let me tell you, you're my witnesses and you're out here to tell and testify of the truth of who God is and what he's done in your life. But you got to testify. You got to speak up. Everybody say, speak up. Uh, and we got to speak out, speak up. I could have said it either one way. But, and from a New Testament perspective of opening our mouth to testify, it's the primary purpose of the church. It's the primary purpose of the family of faith. It's the primary purpose of you and me is to open our mouth wide and let God fill it, to testify of the good things of God, to speak of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said this to the children of, the, uh, the children of Israel and really the New Testament church. Jesus said this. He said, I'm going to leave you, but I'm not going to leave you without the helper. He said, you go to Jerusalem. You wait for the promise of the Father. That is the Holy Spirit and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will be my church members. No, he, he they would be. But he said, you'll be my Witnesses. Somebody say witnesses. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, in the uttermost parts of the earth. That's who you will be. That's the identity that I have for you. People who testify. People who are witnesses to the good things of God, who speak the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, the reason you were born again is not because mama just prayed for you. Mama may have prayed for you. Daddy may have prayed for you. But that, about what when you were born again is when you heard the word of the Lord from somebody who shared the word of God. And the Bible says, how are they going to hear without a preacher? How are they going to believe in him whom, whom they've not heard? How are they going to hear without a preacher? It's the proclaimed word of God. And so understand something. That's what in 2020, if you and I want to move into God's real will and plan and walk into a new level of intentional obedience, we got to open our mouth wide and begin to speak the good things of God. Whew, man, maybe I need to cut this into two parts right here. I'll keep going. But we've got to be ob intentionally obeying the directive of God to listen up, sing out, fear not, and speak up and speak out. What did Jesus say in Matthew when, right before he went to heaven? He said, let me tell you the commission you have. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them. It's all about sharing what God has done in your life and speaking of the good things of God. Everybody say amen. Let me give you number five. Intentionally obeying the directive of God here, Isaiah 42 and 43 not only listen up, sing out, fear not, speak out, but call out. Everybody say call out. 
Look what he says about these guys, Isaiah 43, 22. Look what he says. He says, you have not brought me, uh, in, uh, verse 22, but you have not called upon me, O Jacob, and you have been weary of me, O Israel. You have not called unto me. Everybody say call out. He's correcting them. He's bringing them to a place. Listen, if you want to get out of this mess, you've got to call out. Everybody say, call out. How many of you know, if you're lost and in darkness, and you're desperate, and you need help, you don't go, help. Somebody help me. Anybody help me. No. Don't egg me on. In fact, this word is a word picture. The Hebrew is, I can't, I'm going to just say it the way I've, Koraw, K-A-W-R-A-W. It means to accost verbally, to encounter by way of addressing by name. What did Jesus say? About, you gotta call my name. In fact, what does Jeremiah 33, 3 say? It's the same word. Call unto me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you know not. Have you, I've said this before here, but there's new people. Plus, I, how many of you realize that when you call out to God, if you're in this place, and you need help in this place, and you need directive, it's very clear God commands us to call. Jesus said, when you pray, not if you pray, but when you pray. And this is not in a mamby pamby now. I lay my hand uh, uh, down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before a week, I pray the Lord my soul to take. It's not that kind of prayer. It's not that kind of rep- repetition. It's a desperate call uh, for the thing. It's a I'm gonna I'm gonna call out to the name of God and and I'm gonna accost Him if necessary with my words by calling out His name. And He tells you, I haven't been hearing that from you guys for the last seventy years. Where are you already? Woo. Man, that, that, ought to ra- that ought to wreck our world right there. You want to get from here to there. It's not, oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. I need you help me, my dad. It's not volume, man. It's something on the inside. Whew. Though I wasn't there and the record was not there, but I can guarantee you Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and, and Daniel realize... We better hear the Lord right here. We're 24 hours away from doomsday. They're killing us. Oh God, speak to us, Lord. In the night vision, God comes. He'll speak to you in the night. He'll speak to you. You've got to call out to Him. Somebody say, call out. They called out to him and God came through, spoke and revealed and, 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 and unlocked things and showed things to them so much so that it gained Nebuchadnezzar's attention. He went, OMG, who are these kids? Who are these young men who, who not only, uh, uh, told me the, the dream, but they told me the interpretation of the dream. And you know what happened in their life? You know what happened? That God began to prosper them in the middle of Babylonian captivity for goodness. 
whoo. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar got radical and he said, the Lord, he is God. Their God is God. Everybody else don't bow down to that God now. We'll just kill you too. Everybody say call out. Listen, we're talking about moving to a, a lifestyle of intentional obedience to God. You got to listen up. If you're not listening to the directive, you're not going to hear the directive. You got to sing out. Once you hear the directive, you just got to bathe that thing in praise and worship and move it forward with the, with the, and fan the, fa- uh, the flames of faith and then just stand up and fear not. He said, when you walk through the waters, I'll be with you. When you walk through the flames, they'll not kindle upon you. You can't fear not and don't hesitate to speak out and be my witnesses in the middle of all this. And let me just tell you, Daniel and the those guys did, and then they called, they called out to God. In fact, this word call, it's, it's, in, it's, it's translated a couple of different ways, and I blended them together to accost verbally and then encounter by way of addressing by name. <laughs> Let me tell you, when you call out on the name of the Lord, you will encounter Him. That's what he said, I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. In fact, that Jeremiah 33 says, I'll uncover things that were previously covered. I'll reveal things to you. I'll begin to make things that were out of your reach, in your reach, uh, when you call unto me. So there, everybody say, call out. Woo. And then number six, and this is just a couple of great ones from Daniel. Not only call out, but stand out. Everybody say stand out. You think of that. Uh, go back and read Daniel later, but you know what? They were standouts in, in this Babylonian captivity. They stood out. They, in fact, Nebuchadnezzar said, bring me some young men. And he, and he had some pretty specific directives about them. He said it, he instructed uh, the master of the eunuch, some of the children of Israel, bring some of the king's descendants, some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and in whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. Man, you know what these guys did? They stood out by their lifestyle. And they were ready. They were ready. Here am I. And I I believe when God looks down, He's looking for some people who stand out in the crowd with their with their heart. In fact, Gosh, it just talks about them. They, in fact, Daniel, they, they were going to feed them all the king's delicacies. He said, no, we don't want that stuff. Give us a few days eating vegetables and water. And if we don't look better than all the rest of these bozos, he didn't say that. If we don't look better, then, hey, calf rope, you win. But they stood out. Their lifestyle stood out. May it be of our life when God looks down about our future, we stand out in the crowd. He says, okay, I, I see that. Not standing out to the rest of the world, necessarily standing out to Him where He goes, okay. I trust you here a little bit. And then number seven, in the middle of adversity and operating in intentional obedience, not only do we need to stand out, but sometimes in the middle of adversity, ad, ad, ad What's the word? Adversity, thank you. We got to stand up for Him and refuse to bow. 
And that's what they said. We're not going to bow. We're not going to bend. We're going to stand up. We're not bowing to this God. In fact, you're going to throw, throw these three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace? Uh, go ahead. We're not going to bow. We're standing up. And, and Nebuchadnezzar looked off in there and he said, Oh, I thought we threw three uh, men off in there. I see four men. And not only are they there, they're, they're standing up. They're loosed. And they saw the Son of God in there with them. They were loosed and walking around. They were standing up in the middle of adversity because they knew if I bow and bend, I'll miss God's best for my life. Are you with me? Say amen. Let me say it again. Intentional obedience opens doors of opportunity that will lead us into our future with great clarity and prosperity in our life. So there you go. Obedience is what God's looking for. How many of you are hiring somebody? They could have all the skills and frills. But if they don't follow through with the directive that you have in mind, all their skills and frills are of no value. Oh, skills and frills will not get you into your destiny. But obedience. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the best in the land. Amen. Let's pray together. In fact, let's stand together. Let's just let the word of the Lord come upon us. God's raising up a new generation in 2020 right here in Beaumont, Texas, right here at Church on the Rock North. Have clarity of focus. Faith for their future, but obedience for today. People who say, it doesn't matter what I'm in the middle of, I'm going to be obedient. Well, listen up. We'll obey the word of the Lord. We'll follow after Him and intentionally live a life that obeys the directive of God on a daily basis. So I want to give you a few moments just to kind of make that personal. I could lead you in a prayer, but I want us all right now in their own way just say, Lord, help us, Jesus. Help me, Lord, to not be intentionally or unintentionally disobedient to your will and way in my life. I thank you for that, Lord. Let me be intentional in 2020 about following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ being obedient to Him in every way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. I hear the Lord saying God's birthing a new song in somebody's heart today. You've been singing the wrong kind of song. You know it. Everybody else knows it too, by the way. But today, 
heard the word of the Lord, you're just going to say, I'm going to sing a new song to you, God. Thank you, Jesus. He has put a new song in my mouth, even praise to our God. Scripture says, many will see it and fear and trust the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So be it in my life today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, here this morning you say, Pastor Sam, I just want to know for sure that I am a child of God, that I belong to Him. I want you to pray with me. I just need to know for sure. Anyone here, just lift your hands. Anybody? Amen. Lord, we thank You. We praise You for a new level of obedience in our life. Not selective obedience, but Lord, absolute, Lord. Intentional obedience to the will and the way of God in our life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. I said, everybody said, amen. amen. Well, let's give the word of God some praise today. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us through the word of God. Amen. Well, God bless you all. I love you very much. Thank you for being here. Bring your friends and family, especially those who you know need to change, okay? Because, hey, we look into the future, there's always things that need to change. So there we go. We're focusing on the future, getting focal points for our future to get us moving in the right direction. God bless you. Love somebody. We'll see you next Sunday right here at Church on the Rock North. God bless.